With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. With more than 1,100 tests conducted to date, Cayman sits at 70 positives for COVID-19. Here's Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee. There are 208 negative results to report today um, when, and no positives. Dr. Lee says the number of asymptomatic cases is at 22. The number of admissions, three at HSA and two at Health City, which makes five in all. And the total number of recovered cases right now, 10. Those 1,100 tests, by the way, do include a number of screenings, part of the expanded testing plan. Dr. Lee today also announced some news regarding Little Cayman and Cayman Brack. I think every, every community, as you can understand, requires a different approach. Um, and the sister islands, both Little Cayman and Cayman Brack, can naturally have a different approach as they do in many different areas because of their unique situation. With this in mind, Little Cayman, this testing for Little Cayman residents will begin and should be completed this week. And we are planning in line with that to have a different approach for Cayman Brack to, as to Grand Cayman. Dr. Lee says because the islands are physically isolated, once testing is complete, that data will inform decisions about the restrictions. It's all based on the outcome of those tests. So it's the intention that if, if there is no evidence that there is a COVID-19 on Little Cayman and moving along um, as well on Cayman Brack, that we may be able to relax the restrictions um, earlier there than on Grand Cayman. The chief medical officer adds that Cayman is moving in that direction too, but the size of the population does have an impact. So it's the intention that if, if there is no evidence that there is COVID-19 on Little Cayman and moving along um, as well on Cayman Brack, that we may be able to relax the restrictions um, earlier there than on Grand Cayman. Optimistic but cautious, Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin says the latest results are good news, but with five to six hundred samples still in the queue. I still believe that we are going to, to find positives as we go along with this broader testing, but I think all indications are that there is not widespread community transmission but we are still going to pick up positives. So, as I say, let's not get too carried away yet um, that we have succeeded. The Premier says all we have to do is look around the world to get a guide on what to do and what not to do. And the countries that have gone too quickly to reopen uh, have, in every case, invariably have had to lock back down because the, the virus comes back with a vengeance. We are determined not to let that happen here. Premier McLaughlin says Cayman is essentially following the model of New Zealand, which pursues what's called an elimination strategy rather than eradication of COVID-19. Simply put, it means we don't expect to have no COVID-19 cases, but just a few. And the country needs to be in a situation where it can quickly identify and isolate any cases that do crop up. The Premier also today noted that all three islands are moving closer to loosening some of the restrictions to local business. But again, that will depend on what the wider test results indicate. The extraction tests needed to do that testing are on the way here and should be on the island this week. That said, with many businesses closed and people out of work, there are those who are trying to leave Cayman to get back to their respective homelands. The Office of the Governor has been working on that challenge, and today His Excellency said they'd made good progress on evacuation. Um, we have succeeded in, um, in agreeing a flight to Honduras, um, the, which will be early next week to La Ceiba. Detail Details of how to book and the cost per passenger will be announced tomorrow um, and there's no need to call the emergency travel helpline for this one. Um, we will be allowing a small number of Caymanians and 
PR status holders who are looking to get back to Cayman to come back on that flight. And they will, as everybody else, be required to go into government isolation facility for 14 days. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper says passengers going to Honduras will have to ensure they have a medical certificate, confirming they are free of COVID-19 symptoms. So that's not a test, that's simply a doctor's note certificate saying you don't have symptoms. And the Honduras government have asked us to let people know that many of the islands are closed off and people going on that flight may need to remain in La Ceiba until further notice. The governor also says they made good progress with the British Airways flight tomorrow, which will now be full on its departure. So if you are interested in future flights to go to the UK, please continue to register with the online tool that we announced last week. And we have also been able to get a number of nationalities onto that flight, including 40 Filipino nationals. And we've succeeded with UK Border Force in working out the transit visa arrangements. So that's also a good signal for the future. The flight to Mexico the governor mentioned last week has been changed now to Friday, May 1st. Passengers on that flight are those from a pre-approved list from the Mexican government and will be contacted directly by Cayman Airways over the cost of those flights today and tomorrow. The governor says that is an outbound flight only. No one will be coming into Cayman from Mexico. The blood bank opens a secondary satellite location at the Red Cross on Halda Avenue across from the cricket pitch. They accepted their first donors last week and will have appointments available at this location on Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's at the Red Cross on Holder Avenue across from the cricket pitch. On Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. can make appointments to be a blood donor. The blood bank at the Cayman Islands Hospital will still be the primary location for blood donations. As a reminder, COVID-19 is not a blood-borne disease. Therefore, it is safe to donate and accept blood. However, if you have recently been sick, it is not recommended you donate for at least two weeks. Health Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour says keeping up the national blood supply is critical at a time like this. And all those eligible to donate are encouraged to do so to help save lives. To make an appointment, contact bloodbank.ky. The Cayman Islands Postal Service is gearing up now to reopen to the public on a limited basis this week. Starting this Wednesday, April 29th, government will reopen a single post office on each island for two days a week, the airport post office on Grand Cayman, the West End post office in Cayman Brac, and the Little Cayman post office. On Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., people with surnames and businesses with names starting from A to K can use the post office. L through K can do their business on Thursdays. Services include domestic mail service, the sale of stamps, post box rental payments, and utility bill payments. And even though the counters at other post office branches are closed, postal workers will sort mail into relevant post boxes so that customers can pick up their mail from external boxes on any day they're allowed out of their home. Those who need access to the post boxes inside the general post office should email cipscustomercare.gov.ky or call WhatsApp at 916-6535 to make arrangements to access their post box on a Wednesday or Thursday. The Water Authority is assuring the public that its water is safe. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has more. Water Authority Cayman says it is committed to providing safe, high-quality potable water to all customers. The company says the water they produce is tested daily by their accredited laboratory. Samples are taken at the water production plants, pumping stations, and from sample taps across the distribution network to ensure the quality of the water across the island. 
The company says their water meets the World Health Organization guideline values for drinking water quality. If a customer is concerned about the quality of their water supply, they should contact the Water Authority by calling the emergency helpline 946-4357 so that the laboratory team can investigate. Customers are reminded that at-home test kits are not an effective means of testing water quality as these kits are not as robust and reliable as the testing carried out by the authority's laboratory, which is accredited by the American Association for Laboratory Accreditation. Additionally, the Water Authority is asking that customers who have questions about their water quality not share, quote, misleading information on social media, especially if they have not first contacted the authority. The company says sharing untrue and unverified information about the quality of water could cause, quote, unnecessary concern and fear for the general public and is in violation of Section 64 of the Penal Code. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. The Water Authority says clean water is critical in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic, and it is committed to ensuring all customers have access to high-quality water during this health crisis. Stepping into new roles is the new norm for frontline staff these days as they find themselves filling gaps or positions newly created to help agencies best prepare for COVID-19. That's where Royal Cayman Islands Police Service Acting Superintendent Brad Ebanks now finds himself, moving from special operations to West Bay, where he is now helping coordinate efforts and manage the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service in the district. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us his story. What's your job entailed since government implemented the COVID-19 measures? My responsibility is for the service delivery uh, in the district of West Bay, uh, which includes uh, the normal calls for service, normal reports, and just dealing with law enforcement, our community safety officers, our community officers, as well as COVID-19 curfew regulations enforcements. So this isn't your usual job. I mean, you were brought in to make sure there are enough senior leaders in place as a contingent for widespread transmission. So how are you finding your new role? Uh, We've never dealt with anything like this before. These are not normal times. Really, you are fighting an invisible enemy when you cannot see and you don't know where it is or who has it. So it it can be quite challenging, both physically and, and, and mentally, especially some of us that have relatives that would be particularly vulnerable. I know you're meeting with officers regularly, doing briefings and making sure that they are being safe. What are some of those measures that you're taking? We listen to all the professional advice Wear our gloves, a mask, our social distancing, and of course encourage officers on a daily basis to do the same thing. Whatever efforts and or anything that we can do to limit the spread and protect our staff, you know, do our best to, to, to do so. On a personal level, it is equally challenging remembering what to do when you before you get home, when you get home, take off your shoes, wash your hands, you know, taking all these precautions. These are things that you like I say we're not we're not used to. How are you able to balance your work life and your personal life at this point? Conducting our personal errands and our personal business is also challenging, but but like everything else, you get used to it. Even though I am an essential worker, I don't do any business outside of my alphabetical day. But it's not what we're used to. You know, we are a friendly people, so you, you don't like to have to, you know, step away from a person when I'm in a supermarket. But th- that is the situation. You you have to maintain that distance. Are you finding time to decompress, to relax and, and you know, mentally clock out? It, it has certainly allowed me to spend more time 
with my family. My, my father lives with me and he's, he's quite old. So, of course, I take the time to explain to him what is going on. The job is very demanding, so even if you're off, you're still monitoring what is going on at work and, and that sort of thing. So you got to balance, you have to balance that. You have to have that work-life balance. The bad thing about this is, is that my relaxation is on the water, really, is at sea, being unable to do that. But that too shall pass. You know, we, we will endure, we will, we, will, we will come out of this as a, as a nation or a command or commanding people. I think we're tough and I think that we can really, really certainly endure this. RCIPS is Brad Banks there speaking with Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. All right, time now for a quick sports and wellness break. Here's Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. Thank you, April. Caymanian field star Lacey Barnes received a letter of congratulations from the University of Texas San Antonio's interim dean that the fall 2019 academic record has earned her the distinction of being placed on the College of Liberal and Fine Arts student dean's list. And that's an honor reserved for those who have achieved a semester grade point average of 3.75 or higher. So congratulations are in store for Lacey. And the COVID-19 pandemic forces indoor fitness centers or gyms to close, but it isn't holding people back. Karen Cottrell with the Cottrell Fitness Health and Wellness says it hasn't been easy, but they're getting through it. Well, it has completely shut us down. We are not doing anything with the gym, so that's that. I'm working as an essential worker, and I work for the government, but as for our business, it's shut down. The only part of our business that is still going is our supplements. We sell supplements and we sell them to Kamana Bay, Foster's Kamana Bay. So we've been able to sell some of that, but that's a separate business than the fitness part of it. Despite their gym being forced to shut their doors, Cottrell says they've given their customers advice on ways to stay in shape during this ordeal. We told them that they need to do exercises even though they're not at the gym. They can do weight resistance, body resistance exercises where they're doing push-ups or doing squats, doing things while they're watching TV. They can keep those things going. They can also do cardio. They need to do cardio, walking out on the road and get vitamin D as well. And the most important thing is eating, though. They need to eat properly. We've given them meal plans, and hopefully they're following those. Some of the comments that we've received is that they are trying to keep up with it. They're having a hard time, but they are trying. Some of them, we know that they're not doing anything. And there are a couple of them, I believe, they're doing exercises on their own. Hopefully more will do that, but as I said, the key thing is for eating. Eating is 80% of the work, so hopefully people are following that. And I hope a lot of people have not taken up baking, baking goods and uh, eating too much of that. So please God, everybody will be safe and they do what they need to do so we can get back to work. You can check out Cottrell Fitness Health and Wellness on their Facebook page or email addictedtofitnessky at gmail.com or call 925-3900. Back to you, April. Thank you, Dion. Meals on Wheels has become an incredibly important source of food and support for many of Cayman seniors, delivering 350 hot meals daily to those most vulnerable to the COVID-19 virus. The organization has worked with Misen Plus for a long time now, but in addition to providing meals, they have also set up a meal collection station, storage areas, and donated new delivery bags. Jennifer West is the general manager for Meals on Wheels. They have provided a fridge for the volunteer collection areas so that cold water and drinks can be made available for them. They installed a hand washing station for volunteers to ensure that hands could be cleaned before delivering meals. 
and their own kitchen and handling procedures increased because they understand the vulnerability of our clients and have made extreme changes to safeguard them. As part of the plan to continue providing meals, even with a drop in the number of volunteers, Misan Plus sister company Box stepped in, making sure seniors would have access to healthy, nutritious meals in their homes on intermittent days when there's no delivery. You can help them too by making a donation online at pledgeaseniorkey And finally tonight, social distancing isn't stopping Cayman singers from bringing their voices together. The Cayman Community Choir brightened up lockdown on Sunday with their virtual rendition of Let It Be by the Beatles, which they released on Facebook with the words, Please stay home, Cayman, hashtag Cayman Strong. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm April Cummings.